Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's two choirs singing the exact same piece. And... Did you spot the crucial difference? A small difference could be crucial, even when it comes to loans. If you're thinking about a personal loan, the CCPC Independent Money Tool can help you compare loan rates in seconds. Find the best rate for you at ccpc.ie. From the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission. Hello and welcome again to the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. We have got an absolute cracker here for you today. I know you're going to stick with us, that's why you've joined in. 45 minutes of some belting stuff in the company of our very own Simon Ferry. And as you know, we always pull it out of the bag side, don't we? Every week, we are guests, we pull it out of the bag this week, unfortunately, we haven't managed to do that, but we've still managed to get Peter McDonald to come and join us. Pizzo, still playing strong, still still in Albion, formerly St Johnston, Dundee, Rangers striker, and also Pizzo helps out with the Rangers under 16, making sure the next generation of Rangers players are in good hands. Peter, nice of you to join us. Thanks very much, nice to be here. Great, what do you think? How's silent today? Makeup's looking well. By the way, played Pizzo on Saturday. I know, still, still at it, What is it? What are you, 42 now? <laughs> was it a deserved victory? Dundee made me feel like that. <laughs> was it a deserved victory for them? Uh, uh, you, you take your chances, you know. Uh, you had a couple of chances, never took them. And you get Rory McAllister on a team that's always going to get you one. If he misses three, you always take one. Uh, you, know. you still enjoying playing, Peter? I love it. Loving it. Uh, it's getting tougher each year, uh, the recovery and things like that. But other than that, Saturday's a, a Saturday, and after that, I can recover and rest. Relax. By the way, he's still Sterling's best player. <laughs> Not just saying that because here he is, Sterling's best player. So up there. You get the intelligence. You can still you can get you can get away with it, can't you? In gets terms of your legs, if your brain still got it, and I did. Shannon runs are getting shorter. <laughs> <laughs> he gets that fat arse into. Just backs in with that fat arse. Does all right. Well, anyway, we've got some great topics for you today. The next forty-five minutes, we'll kick off talking about Peter Hartley and Dedrick Boyata in the news um, all week in the build-up to their respective Premiership games for Motherwell and Celtic. We're going to speak about the Mourinho meltdown last night after Man United's 3-0 defeat to Spurs. And we'll have a general look at the EPL and the standard. Is it as good as everybody makes out, or is it overhyped? We're also going to look at the Scotland squad. Alec McLeish, two big games coming up. 
a friendly against Belgium and then the big game um, on Monday night against Albania at Hamden. We'll take a look at the squad and we'll take a look at one or two of the players who are missing. James MacArthur has asked to be left out, as has Robert Snodgrass. We'll, we'll take a wee look at them and get the boys' opinion on whether that's right or wrong. So we're going to pack in. Let's kick off Pizzo. Peter Hartley comments um, about Fabio Cardozo in the build-up to the game, saying that he enjoyed seeing him weep when he, he got his, smash, his, his, smash, his face smashed in uh, in the League Cup semi-final of the World Rangers last season. The comments weren't clever at all, were they? They weren't, especially with the game coming up. Uh, it's no nice to see him to be their nose splattered across their face, uh, and I'm pretty sure Murrowell would have been on to him to sort of have a word with himself next time he's in front of you. Mm-hmm. But what did it, you make of it, Simon? Oh, it is bad, but I, I think he's kind of laugh, isn't he? I know ah. it's, but people get offended over anything these days, eh? Mm-hmm. See if it's my team and somebody says that, I, wouldn't it bother me? Honestly, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Like I say, everyone gets offended over everything these days. I, I actually watched him saying it, and you could, he was laughing when he said it. But um, just the way the world is now, that everyone jumps on it straight away. But I think even Stephen Gerrard played it down, saying that he wasn't too bothered by his tongue in cheek, and he's, he's seen that all his career. But that said, it would have been more, I think, if you're Stevie Robinson, the Motherwell manager, you think uh-huh. I don't need this. Uh-huh. Build up to, yeah. to Rangers, who are a, a, you know doing well, coming to first part, live game on the telly. On the Sunday, the last thing you need is for the focus to be on one of your. But your I don't know, players. you know. I, I no. think maybe it made it more the game more at a battle. You know, I'm thinking he's maybe thought Hartley's thought if we could get Rangers riled up and maybe take away from their football and make it in a battle, it'd suit us a lot better. And I think that actually happened in the game. I watched the game; it was a great game, wasn't it? It was absolutely yeah. great game. But um, it was like it was like a cup final of the game. You know, it was people were smashing at tackles. It was brilliant. So I think Hartley's comments probably worked on Motherwell's side. Um, I've watched Rangers playing. That's probably the biggest game that I've seen where it's, it, it did get turned quite scrappy. I thought, mm-hmm. and it took away for Rangers the way they've been playing the passing game, and it, it kind of suited Motherwell a bit more, especially the second half. Um, so I think Hartley's comments probably worked for Motherwell. Two things about Rangers, Peter um, Lafferty coming back, getting a couple of goals, and defensively for the f- probably the first time this season, Rangers looked dodgy. Aye. Uh, Touching big laugh coming back, you know, uh, two goals is going to set him on fire. You know, especially if he's going against Celtic last week, that's three and two. Mm-hmm. So he'll be a big, a big player for Rangers this season. I've no doubt about that. He'll bring, he'll bring pace, aggression, and he's also said that he'll be a better player than what he was. So mm-hmm. it's all systems go for him. Regarding the other situation, uh, defensively, things happen like that. You know, you know yourself, Si. Mm-hmm. If if somebody's going to get across you or whatever or get above you. It's, it's tit for tat in games that will help me when he's, I'm not big in managers caning players for it you know, unless it's blatantly you're three or four yards away from your man if he's if just get across you at pace or, or if he's behind you you know with a jump it's hard to deal with you know yourself you think if, you, if, you, if you look back to Rangers the, the game the previous week when they defeated Kilmarnock in the, in, in the League Cup game James Tavernier defensively in that game and then and Sunday, and I like Tavernier, mm-hmm. terrific, you know, the amount of assists that he gets, but is it maybe time to say he's not reliable enough at, at right back? Has that been, has that been fair? I, could not, I, couldn't have, I couldn't have believe he was marking Hartley at the corners. Mm. I couldn't have believed it. For me, Hartley's their biggest threat at corners, older than Hartley. Um, and for Tavernier to be marking him, but because you know that he's going to switch off defensively. You know, I'd had a Goldson or a Katic on Big Hartley, um, and twice again the ball comes in and 
and Hartley scores. But did they change their shape? Did they go three at the back, Rangers? Yeah. Uh, which baffled me as well because the two boys have formed quite a good partnership, Goldson and Katic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a bit surprised and Barisic played up one left midfield and I think he's been, been great at left back. Um, so it was a shock to me that he changed his system uh, because they'd hardly conceded any goals. And I think Goldson and Katic are good enough to go up against Main and who was it? Johnson. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a two, against two. But um, he went for a three and that kind of shocked me a bit. What do you make of the, the, the stuff, uh, Peter? I was a bit taken aback by it. The kind of level of criticism towards Stephen Gerrard for putting Lee Wallace on in the last minute. I mean, I could totally see the sense in putting on Lee Wallace in the last couple of minutes. Of course, you see it all the time in Europe, you know. Uh, it's a cup final you put him on and you, you finish 3-2 does anyone say anything about it? no no they're a, does he maybe be a bit disrespectful with Lee Wallace but I don't think it was meant that way mm-hmm. I think it was run the clock down because we're under pressure at that point yeah, exactly yeah. we're having a good, spe- uh, a good spell playing set pieces mm-hmm. so I think it's using his, using his napper a wee bit there to yeah. be fair and unfortunately it never, it never worked but any other manager would be maybe praised for doing it or if Marino does it, or no, we'll say no Marino no, at this moment in time. <laughs> <laughs> but if if, if uh, it was Pep that was to do it, uh-huh. no, we bit school together by the way, me and Pep. <laughs> <laughs> so if it was him to do it, using the seed. What was? Did you think the Wallace Lee Wallace coming on? Um, do you think that now signals the start that that you know that there's they've kissed and made up between him and the the, the club, and he's got a future at Rangers, or do you still? Think with a you know a few days to go in the transfer window, he might still be on his way. No, I think if he was going to go, he'd have, he'd have went back to Hearts. Well, I think so. I think he'll be at Rangers now. Now, listen, Lee Wallace, a top player. I've played with him when I was younger, and honestly, he's a Rolls Royce, Lee Wallace. For a guy like Stephen Gerrard to bring him to to bring him back in after all that's happened, it tells you a lot about Lee Wallace as well. He's a great guy, honestly. See, if you meet him, he's a lovely boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, works hard. Uh, when we came through together at Scotland, he was he was brilliant to play with. Um, really good player. I think Lee Wallace once he gets fit. Gets himself back to being sharp. I think Lee Wallace could go and play for Rangers every week. You agree with that, Peter? I agree with that, yeah, definitely. He's a top, top player. Uh, he's a winner as well. Uh, yes. He's a winner. Um, at this moment, Rangers need winners. I like the boy Barisic play, good player. Yep, yep. He played, yep. played up at left mid, didn't he? But mm-hmm. I, really, I think he's a right good player. I watched him against St Mun. Uh, he played left back that day, mm-hmm. but his delivery in the final third was top notch. Uh-huh, he stole it, didn't notch. he? Uh-huh. He's a bit of a, a unit as well, you know. It's going to be a bit of a problem for who they play, isn't it? Because they've got Barisic and Wallace at one side and they've got Tavernier and Flanagan at the other. Bit of a selection headache for them going into the old firm game. You eh? could even have three on the left-hand side with Flanagan because he tends to play. Yeah, play on the left as well. Certainly get plenty of options uh, depending on, on how it goes on Thursday night in terms of injuries when Rangers travel back from Russia after their game against FC Ufa. Um, Dedrick Boyata... Uh, I mean, you couldn't make this one up, could you? you no. know, he's He refuses to play, by all accounts, allegedly, uh, during the week. Um, away to Sadova, Celtic draw one each, he comes back. Selection uh, problems being that he's included in the starting lineup. Walks out to a banner saying you're not fit to wear the jersey, basically. Away you go, Boyata from the Celtic fans, and then he points up to get what is, even at this stage of the season, a very, very important winning goal uh, it was Frank McAvenny and Davy Farrell that was holding up the banner wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> no but the banner the fans have got a, I think the fans have got a right to voice their opinion these guys are travelling all over Europe paying thousands of pounds to get there and get back and a guy that refuses to play for your club of course you're going to have the hump do you know what I mean they've quite right to voice their opinion um, fair play to Boyati he came back and I think he's thrown it if you want to hear um, 
Listen, he played in the, the Belgian team that got to the semi-finals, although it was only three games. I think he's better than what Celtic have got. I think he's the best centre-half at the club. Um, and Brendan Rodgers maybe sees that there's going to be more of a challenge this year, and quite rightly he's desperate to keep a hold of him. With that in mind then, we're on air at the moment, three, four days of the window to go. Do you see him being sold come Friday? No, unless they get, I would say unless they get two centre-halves, then I think he'll stay. But if you're saying you think he's the best defender at the club, then... You shouldn't be selling him then, should you? Well, only because he'll go for free next year would be the, the only way why you would sell him. Um, but I don't think Rodgers is too bothered about that. With the money side of things, he's just looking at he needs to win this league this year. Um, you think about it, I mean, if, you, if you're not going to get a proper replacement in and you think he's the best centre-half at the club and you sell him two days before you're playing Rangers at Celtic Park, doesn't he add up if you're a manager, does no, it? No, 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 no way. And as I said, you need add, unless they get two in, I don't think they'll sell him. If they only get one, I think he'll still stay. Because I think Rodgers, I don't think he's a big fan of any other ones, if I'm honest. Maybe Ayer, but he's still young. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless you get two centre-halves, then I think Boyat will, st- um, will stay at Celtic. What do you make of it, Peter? I think if Brendan will have two identified, I think with Big Mark McKenna being one, uh, if they do sell Boyata... Scott, 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 uh, sorry, Scott McKenna being one. Uh, Mark McKenna's a school uh, <laughs> He's your video analysis, that's why I'm talking about him. I'll tell you, I don't think Aberdeen will sell him. I'll put a statement out there. No, I don't yeah. think he'll be sold. Certainly not. By Friday night, I think Celtic sell him. Yeah. Get a fee for Bayata if they've got two identified replacements. The same as Sai, uh, and I think McKenna would be the ideal uh, one. Mark, Mark Wilson was on the radio saying that he thinks Mark McKenna would be a Celtic player. Scott McKenna even. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Mark McKenna? Is this some lower league player? I've never heard it. He's your video analysis. Ah, right, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mark. He could sorry. probably do a job, actually. <laughs> right. right, so it's Scott McKenna. Uh-huh. Get the Aberdeen centre uh-huh. half, no Rangers video analysis guy. <laughs> They're trying to buy Scott McKenna. I'll tell you, I don't think Aberdeen will, will, will sell him. I bet you even £5 million won't be enough to tempt uh-huh. Aberdeen to sell. What, would they sell him an English Premiership team or they just won't sell him to Celtic? Well, the thing is, you can't sell him down the road just now because they're oh, the windows shut. All you could do is sell him to a Championship club, but it would have to be a loan deal. Yeah, we 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 a figure built in to to make it permanent in January. But I think the player will stay, and I don't think I'll, I think it will be sold eventually. Obviously, but uh-huh. I'd be very very surprised if if Scott McKenna sold by the close of playing Friday. So during by that, I'll still be at Celtic. No, I think he'll be sold, and I think it's the right decision to sell him. Right, okay. He has to go. And do you know who he'll go to? Somewhere abroad, because <laughs> they're the only one who've got their windows money, open. Huh? So it's like it'll be it'll be France or Germany uh-huh. or Turkey or Spain. You can't uh-huh. go Italy; their windows um, closed. But no, I think as much as I, I probably agree with you, Boyata is the best centre half at Celtic. I think all things considered, um, I don't think you can run the risk of having him there for the next four months because he ain't, his heart's not in it, no. is it? So I think you just try and you cash in. But like you said, it is important. To get a couple of bodies in mm-hmm. for, for the second Craig Gordon on that run him after he scored, didn't he? Somebody mm. says that was the first time he's left his line all year. He did the celebrate his goal. Did you, I mean, I watched the uh, sports scene and you could see it. Was that? I think that was Norm. Ah, it's just a message, isn't it? Yeah. He's, he's seen the banner. He's probably heard the booze, you know, and he's like, mate, I've scored. So, do I need to celebrate for them to boo me again? So, I think that was wise. But as I said, just that when we started talking about Boyata, a really big three points for Celtic because even this early in the season, but when you're, you're getting into an old firm game um, on Sunday, it put Celtic one point ahead of Rangers, which 
must be a kind of lift in some sort of way. Of course, you know. Uh, Sunday's, I know it's only the first old fun game, it's massive. Yeah. It is massive. Uh, and to be honest, I can't wait for it. Mm. I can't wait. I think with, with Steve and Gerrard coming in, Rangers are just totally different for the previous two years. The high pressing game, the intensity they're playing at is a different level. And you can see, for me, seeing three or four games, they're, they're so fit compared to what they were. You know, and I think Celtic could be in for a wee shock. And I, well, see, is that a shock? I don't think it will be a shock when they're at them. If Rangers win? You don't think it'll be a shock if Rangers win at Parkhead on, on Sunday? No, I don't, no. Wow. No, no, for what I've seen. No. Where are you, you watching it? Loud, where are you watching it in the Loudon? Yeah, no, I'd just like you to say, to elaborate on, on, on that, why it wouldn't be... Listen, I, I can see where you're coming from in terms of... I can see why Rangers are... An old firm game, sometimes you could toss a coin, but I still think if Rangers to go to Celtic Park and win, it would be a, a wee bit of a shock. It wouldn't be a shock if it was a draw, but it'd be a wee bit of a shock if Rangers won. In two years. You know, the, the Drew with him, Clinton Hill scored the equaliser, I think, when, when Mertz was there. Yeah. Did them expect that? No. No. But now they've got a lot better players and better squad. Somebody gets injured to get replacements. They never had that the last two years. Mm-hmm. They never had a, a desire and a, a way to play where they're, they're, they're pressing for the front, you know, and it's all systems go for the front. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Celtic are truthfully good enough in the ball to play if they're the thing I'm looking forward to seeing is Golton and Katic have looked great until Sunday when they played against a big boy in Maine. Mm. Fit, strong, quick. Mm. And I'm just looking I'm looking to see how they do against Dembele. Because yeah. for me, Dembele is Celtic's best player. I want a wee bit of the game on on Sunday. And such a better team about uh, Dembele in it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's starting to look sharp again. Um, so I think that'll be where it'll be won and lost, how they how they cope with, with Dembele. You guys know about a bit. Old firm games, you've, you've been at the clubs and, and build ups to them. You've, you've been part of your setup for old firm games. Peter, does it have any bearing at all going to Celtic Park as the, as the opposition team when there's only going to be 800 Rangers fans rather than, than 8,000? That must have just a, a, it'll be a <coughs> wee bit of a hindrance. I think it would because yeah. uh, usually 4,500 Rangers usually get. Would that be right? No, is it not? 7 or 8? Over in the, in the in corner, the corner. Uh, is, it, is it that much? I, I think so. I might be. I, I, I might be wrong. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's seven or eight thousand. Aye. That's going to be missed because the, the away support are always the most vocal mm-hmm. at any yeah. at any stadium you're at. And I think I'll have a, a big part to play. You know, but I think, I think on the flip side, playing, then, can uh, that help Celtic having having fifty eight thousand fans rather than only fifty thousand? If you like, I think you know. I think the players used to look forward to the away games more because obviously I think the Rangers fans were better at Celtic Park. And Celtic fans yeah. are better than Ibrox yeah. Yeah. and it just it kills the game that what is it 800 fans you've said yeah. I mean it's stupid isn't it mm. I the old films are great because of the fans of the, <laughs> 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 the, game, the fans make the games <laughs> you know what I mean and the atmosphere will just not be the same I th- I, it should go back to what it was I hope it's a decision that, that uh, it was Rangers that, that, that started it I hope it's a decision that it will be reconsidered um, yeah. for for next season. Could it be good to go back? Yeah. Wouldn't it? Because you, you look at it now, and you know, with Rangers, as Pizzo's saying, getting off to a good start, fans are buzzing, uh-huh. rightly so. And you know, there's there's more than seven thousand of them missing out and being at Celtic Park, and you know, that's not that's unfair um, on them. Thursday night's European games and the transfer window closing Friday. Also, we can't predict how it's going to go on Thursday. Rangers in Russia, Celtic at home to Sadova. Then we've got the window closing. 24 hours Big week. later but can can either scenario let's say you know one of them doesn't get through on Thursday night and one of them does can that have a 
Could that have a bearing going into the game on Sunday if you're going in a wee bit of a low? Oh, massively, of course it could. If you go, if you go and lose the game on Thursday and you're out of Europe, whole place is on a downer, that. Then you've got an old firm game to pick yourself up for. There's nothing, nothing tougher than that. Um, I think both of them will go through. I do. I hope they do because I think it'll be a great game on Sunday if they do. Um, I think it'll a lot depend on who comes in for them as well before the game. I think Rangers are going to sign the boy that played against them, aren't they? The guy, the boy, the guy, was it Bar- was Barisic that team, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think Celtic will bring in two or three as well, so that could change the whole outlook at it as well. But I just think for the first time in years, this game, the old Firm games, are going to decide what happens in the outcome of the league, which yeah. is brilliant. Um, I'm hoping it goes back to the old days where it's a proper battle. I, don't know, I feel like I've not had that for years, eh? I agree with you, and I hope that that's the case. But has that not been a bit disrespectful to to Aberdeen and Hearts? And Hibs and, and Kilmarnock because as we've seen in the away games already this season mm-hmm. Rangers at Pataudry didn't he win Rangers at Motherwell didn't he win Celtic at Tyne Castle mm-hmm. didn't he win so has that not been disrespectful to be fair to I think these results early on are not really too indicated because they've got Europe in mind and they're playing so many games and they're changing the squads but, all the time so there you go then so if they both get through, through uh-huh. between now and December they're going to face at least six Thursday Sundays uh-huh. you know you, you look at Burnley down the road have they won a game because they're involved in the, 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 the Europa uh, League? I suppose you're right, huh? Well, think about it, Simon. Think about it. <laughs> I've just said any old guff. <laughs> Do you think it does have a bearing? A hundred percent, definitely. You know, you're, you're in, there's, there's no days off, is there? No. Because you're in, training, recover, play, mm-hmm. recover, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just constant. Yeah, so mentally, yep. But I think if, for me, for the weekend, if Celtic don't get through, the first ten minutes will be important fans-wise at Parkhead mm-hmm. I think if Celtic start poorly mm-hmm. the fans will be on their back with 10 minutes from getting out on Thursday so Celtic should beat that team on Thursday advantage. I watched that the, the really. I mean they're, put, they're yeah. not great I, I, I agree with you Sam I, I fancy uh-huh. both teams to, to get through I think actually both games will be will be tight uh-huh. I think we'll both I think yeah. we'll both nick it and go through which would be would be great and for, and for Rangers as well the first time in 6-7 years European football Run about eight million quid get into the coffers, which will be will be welcome as well, won't it? Definitely. Yep. What a game it'll make for if they both go through. Eh? Brilliant. Oh, right, brilliant. so predictions. Also, we don't know what's going to happen Thursday. We don't know what's going to happen Friday with the window. But give us your predictions while you're here, Pizzo. Two one Rangers. Two one Rangers. There you go. I'll go. I think it'll be a high scorer. I think it'll be three two Celtic. Three two Celtic. Yeah. Right. Great predictions. Get to to William Hill and follow uh, the lads and put um, those bets. On okay, next up we are going to look at the English Premier League. Look at the Mourinho meltdown, how the league uh, is shaping up down there. The the EPL. I'm Mark Guidi in the company of Peter McDonald and Simon Ferry. We'll just go straight to Mourinho. Man United nil, Spurs three. Mourinho meltdown, but a bit of propaganda after the game he's trying to talk up the performance and the reaction of the fans but if you're Man United and you're looking down the cold light a day 24 hours later Peter that, that's not acceptable is it? It's not it's not you know and I think Jose's got to take responsibility he keeps going on about his, his two centre-backs he signed them all. he signed everyone other than Luke Shaw did he sign Luke Shaw? No I think Van Gaal I think David Moyes signed oh, Luke Moyes, Shaw Moyes, I, think, I think so you yeah. know so other than him and Valencia to be fair who mm-hmm. originally was a wide player covering a uh, full back it's his, his players he's signed so he's got to take the responsibility for it what well, I can't believe Sign you look at that team last night so Bailly's no playing Lindelof Lindelof played, played uh, or the chocolate, chocolate. Oh, I, I, can't, I still and 
I know they're England international players, but I've never fancied them. I can't believe that Phil Jones and Chris Smalling still get games for Man United. No, they should be part time with me, shouldn't they? They should be two, two nights a week. Uh, even Jones for the goal. Harry Kane, again, Harry Kane's the best header on the ball in the Spurs team, mm-hmm. and he's two or three yards yes, off him. Mm-hmm. Basics, man. Yeah. Mind you, know you some header, wasn't it? Oh, it was a great straight header, up piece, you must have loved that. Oh, typical centre midfielder, deep centre midfielder. You should know I mean? <laughs> be advanced, but now he's deep. Lays on the other side. No, no, no. Gain, gain a centre half a bit of stick, man. Kane's put into stanchion. I know, but Phil Jones and Mike Smalling. I'm not even giving him his proper name, Chris Small. It's Mike Small. <laughs> Mike McKenna. I'm ready to pull you up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, some, I think Michael O'Neill, remember we spoke about set pieces. Yeah. So important. Your yep. setter have to defend like that. And Mourinho prides himself on his organisation at set mm. pieces and his defence, and they're all over the place, eh? I, I, I watched the game last night. Did you just watch it? I watched I, it. I, I watched it. And I, I remember I, I turned it off at half times. I thought. Pff, and yet I heard Gary Neville after it in his analysis with, with, with Stephen Gerrard on, on Sky and he said, you know, United in the first 20, 30 minutes. I was enthralled, you know, I'm thinking, well, it must have been a, a different game. I just uh-huh. didn't see it. I thought it was sloppy and I know that uh, Lukaku should have scored uh-huh. on Danny Rose's pass back to make it 1-0. But that apart, I just thought United were really sloppy. Uh, so I, I had uh, Michael Tidzer up last night in my house. We, we sat and watched the game and so, sl- like you say, so sloppy. Man, the amount of times these big players give the ball away is unbelievable, yeah. eh? And I'll, we were saying, if, if we'd done that at, at our level, you'd get slaughtered for it, eh? But every, as we're going to speak about, everyone makes it it's the best stand in the world. It isn't, mm. it really isn't. It? I mean, Lukaku missing that chance on his right foot. Yeah. A guy on, what, 150 grand a week? Mm-hmm. It's not even white, it's not tight. Yeah. Stick the ball in the net with your right foot. I know. And the boy Lindelof playing short back passing, even like when Dele Alli gets put on, through on goal, so takes so long to make a decision and it, I thought the game was really poor in, in general and the set piece changed the game Is this the beginning of the end for Mourinho Pizzo? Aye I think so you know I think next week will be big for him if he potentially does he get to next week Was it Burnley they've got on Sunday? Burnley away uh, Tough Moor They need points We have no picked up uh-huh. yeah. so, And Sean Dyche is when he, when he needs a, a victory against the bigger teams, he can pull him out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I mean, Mourinho, and I know, I know Simon's eyes, you're going to love this. If Mourinho <laughs> goes, Simon, who, who would you put in the frame for <laughs> the job? <laughs> don't know if you know him, Pizzo, but Terry Venables. Venzo? Venzo! We went to school together as well. Venzo was a Janny. <laughs> He'll be looking at his three piece in Mallorca, won't he? Ready for the interview. <laughs> So Dan's got to get in. I'd go and get Pochettino as well. I think he's brilliant, Pochettino, isn't he? Yeah. And there's another, another rebuild. <laughs> That's it. You so probably, probably need to get in all the players as well. You look at Pogba last night again. Hopeless. Yeah. Hopeless. You know, people talk about. Does they want to be there? Does nah. he? Nah. It goes through the motions, doesn't but it? Then, but uh, does they want to be there? Is that not just he actually does they want to play for Mourinho rather than does they want to beat Man United? Is that a fair way to sum that up? Probably would be the manager. Ah, Usually, when you're a player, you've got a yeah. problem. It's with the manager, isn't it? It's, not, it's never really with the club. You don't really deal with the club. It's you and your manager for it. You want to leave the club, in it? As Pizzo would know on num- numerous occasions. I've never left a club because of the manager. Have you not? Never, no. Never no got on with one. Not I never no got on with one, but I've never left because of him. I've have seen you, it. Have you ever chucked in? Like stop trying there. Never ever, ever. So we're drinking these big players that do. I mean, you're on 150 grand a week. You know, we compared to us, but we, we were no, on. You need to get after. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even the part-time they I've never dream of chucking that in for peanuts. And that's what's annoying, hang you? You watch these guys on these money and they just go, are you going through the motions last night, eh? On that, Newcastle will switch to a different game. Uh, Newcastle, Rafa Benitez. I'm going to say getting slaughtered, but he's not really been because it's he's Rafa. But 19% possession at home, rubbish to Chelsea. Pff, that's not good enough for Newcastle either, is it? Remember the Newcastle teams? Do you know yeah. why not? Oh, frightening. Ah, football's got so tactical on it. Nobody has a go anymore. You're playing Chelsea, so it's not like Man City you're playing. You, Chelsea you finished what? Formation four four two. Remember that? I know. <laughs> when you played with two strikers and you put crosses in the box, I know. Tell us that actually you mentioned that four four two. Tell us that. How much did you enjoy playing with a, a striker, and how much did it help your game rather than being, being a lone front man? He enjoyed mm-hmm. it, but the other striker never. I was going twenty. He's going three. <laughs> no, you think you, you're, you're a kid growing up at Rangers twenty years ago, and you know, off the top of it, if it was McCoyst and Hatley and Boyd and Miller mm-hmm. or whoever it may be, you know. I, I, even now, me being a selfie striker, I always like to play with a pair. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think over over a period of time you get to know your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, you know you be over overs and one twos, and you know where he's going to go. But now th- things are so tactical. As I say, it's four two three one, four three three, three five two. But no real three five two. You just play off in the mm-hmm. the, the the striker role. You know, you know sometimes four four two works if you're structured enough. It, it might Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. You know, they four four two sometimes. Majority mm-hmm. of times, and they just work. Yeah. The, 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 the striker at position just drops in a position where you can help the midfield. Two good strikers are going to come in your game, can't they? Of course. They can't. Team, you've got two good stri- yeah. So important. Mm-hmm. A solid two in the middle, your two centre halves. Solid two centre mids. 
and a right good partnership to always thought if you've got that six what a chance you've got yeah look at my man you're right dominated English football with yeah. two up front right? York, York and Cole, Cole. Solskjaer right. sharing them but everyone wants to keep possession though isn't it possession's mm. the big thing though yeah. um, people think if you keep possession you win the game mm. um, but for me I like to I'm the same I, even playing as a midfielder I like to play two up front see when I look up and I want to pass the ball forward which I don't do a lot different mm. options different see if you've got one up front and there's two centre halves it's hard to get the ball into me see when there's two and you, they make like, good movements together you can play and they can go and play off each other it's I always prefer playing two up front as well. I mean, we, we look at down south, we see that the, their games um, every week. Is the standard as good as it made out? Or is it just really good marketing and great for, for Sky and, and BT, the way they build up the games and, and stuff like that? Because you look at some of them and you see some of the, the fixtures with all respect, you know, and you think, I'm not, I'm not tuning into that. I know. To be fair, other than, I'd probably say, top six, That's I, what I, was I, I tend not to watch any uh-huh. the other ones. Mm-hmm. You know, and even Manu, I don't even want to watch Manu anymore. Nah. It's been that that dire, you know, the way they play. Yeah, I thought it was bad under Van Hal, uh-huh. you know, but worse under Mourinho. Worse under Mourinho, eh? Did you that side? I watched that Huddersfield Cardiff. I watched the highlights on goals on Sunday. Oh my god! <laughs> was it now? Now? Uh-huh. It was like dog and duck versus the red line, honestly. <laughs> and, every, I know, and everyone says it's the best league in the world. No way, but I think in every league now. You've got the elite, haven't you? The top three or four teams who yeah. are great, and then underneath that, it's pretty average. Uh, but as I say, I watched the Motherwell Rangers game, and that's I've never enjoyed. I've not enjoyed the game as much all year. Right? I, yeah. The game is end to end, and that's the good thing about Scottish football. People go for it because eh? I think everyone thinks they can beat. Take like Rangers, well, give them a good game now, uh-huh. um, especially this year. Kelly, I enjoyed Rangers the Rangers Kelly, Kelly game. Yeah. Like, you know, it's always exciting. There's always chances. It's end to end. People are going for it, trying to win the game, and that's what you want to see as a fan. Of course, you do. Mm-hmm. I was at Anfield on, on Saturday, Liverpool, Brighton, Brighton, one up top, Glenn Murray on his own, pretty much the whole game. They sat in, could have nicked an equaliser, maybe 10, 15 minute spell. But Liverpool, serious title contenders, do you mm. think? <sighs> Hard to say, isn't it? It depends what Man City did. If Man City, Man City played the best, nobody beats them for me. Um, Liverpool would be the nearest challengers. But I like Chelsea as well, by the way. The boy Sarri plays lovely football, I think. And they look great against Newcastle. I know Newcastle camped in, but some of their football was excellent. And wee Hazard looks like he's he's back to his best. So I fancy Chelsea for a wee, for a wee go this year. Yeah. Uh, I do. I think Chelsea will be up there. Definitely. I think Chelsea's test will be teams who actually think they can beat them. Uh-huh. I think, it's fair enough, I don't think Newcastle, obviously, mm-hmm. Newcastle never thought they could beat them. Mm-hmm. I think they'll just sustain the pressure and try and nick a goal for a set piece or whatever if we could. Uh, but Chelsea's problems will be your Spurs and your your Arsenal's even at times when they can maybe go and think they can beat them at mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. rather than your but last Newcastle. year with Conte they were ones that would sit in remember they went to Man City as mm-hmm. champions and just sat with 11 men behind I don't think they'll do that this year with Sarri he wants to go and play football and be the team that, that has the ball the time and wins so I think he could he could give Man City a wee challenge and Salah again for, for Liverpool terrific goal winning goal Important that at this stage keeps a, the hundred percent record. I think it was it four teams: Liverpool, Chelsea, Watford, and Spurs. Four I've, teams with Watford won every game, yeah, haven't they? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Big uh, Troy Deeney's bashing record. people a bit, isn't he? Uh, he's <laughs> in great shape. Big Troy Deeney. I played against him. He was in the jail, wasn't it? <laughs> big Troy Deeney. He absolutely bosses people, mate. Big boss man. Who? What were we talking about before that? Who were we talking about? Who were we talking about before that? Oh, Liverpool, Salah, and that. Yeah, we're talking about Liverpool. How Robertson was good again, eh? He did, he played, he played well, he worked in a, a couple of lovely balls uh-huh. um, and set up a great chance as well for, 
for um, Trent Alexander uh, Arnold just kind of put it past the, the post but aye it was good to see him um, doing well and he just he's fitted into that Liverpool team just seamlessly energy you just see athletic, him and just athleticism that's what you, know. you look at him in Liverpool pace all over the park mm. yeah bit like, bit like you're still but like me and you like me, we'd fit in that other pool team wouldn't we <laughs> <laughs> just imagine it oh, 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 Jürgen Klopp imagine you two turning up Sai just play to feet <laughs> stop <laughs> passing it back like that channel oh, oh. Jürgen nah that's not the way to go about it Jürgen Jürgen no Kloppy Kloppy get those teeth tucked in oh dear so, uh, so um, this weekend the, the games um, down the road Entertainment wise, you're just you're not having it out with the out with the top six. Maybe sometimes they're dire. Yeah. Sometimes they're dire. Somebody, you do get a cracker. I like watching Bournemouth, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Bournemouth are good, mate. Bournemouth yeah. are, are always come and have a go. Uh-huh. You know, and they play good football. But other than other than that, I'm not having many. Right, we'll flip we'll, we'll just flip it this week, Si. We'll, we'll always look is it Man City, is it Liverpool? You're saying Chelsea this year too. Bottom. Who, who are you looking at, Pizzo, for, 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 for bottom three just to be toiling Cardiff. all season? Cardiff will not win a game. I think Burnley could get dragged into it. <laughs> Cardiff will not win a game. I'm telling you. They win a, what? I'll put, I'll put that on here now. Cardiff will not win a game this year. Wait, I'll, I'll take you up on that. It's all Bamba Centre. Half guy, big uh, Kevin Kyle drinks him. What chances he got? Did you, did you hear Big Kyle say? No. I looked at their team sheet. Soul Bamba. I drink Soul Bambas. Big Kev Wells, by the way. Big Kev. Uh, Cardiff will not win a game. Cardiff, you think Cardiff will definitely do want do to go? Cardiff are definitely going. Newcastle, I think we're doing there. Yeah, that's think, not a bad shout. Right, Newcastle yeah. again, uh, because Big Mike will no splash the cash. No. Nah. There's a few could finish third. You see a Huddersfield, a, 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 a Palace, a Fulham. Andy McLaren tipped Watford to go to one of the games. Certainly, yeah. He's back to boost, Andy. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Four games to go. Uh, Huddersfield could be in there. Huddersfield, uh, Huddersfield could, get, could, could be in. Could get dragged in. And West Ham, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bottom of the table, I think no the, points. That club's in turmoil on it. Fans yeah. are totally against the owners. They've spent big money on players that I think didn't know the league. You know the boy yeah. Philip Anderson and stuff like that. I think they've got a lot of big egos at West Ham. Yeah, um, and you've got to question some of the buys when you look at them on paper and you think, wait a minute, uh, what, what, what is that about? Even Wilshire, I mean, everyone raised about Wilshire, but he couldn't see it was the end at Bournemouth. He couldn't get a game for Bournemouth. Eh? No, he was on the bench right. and stuff like that. You know. So I don't know if Pellegrini is the right guy to, to, to manage these big egos. You know, I don't know how I thought he, what, what his authority is like. You look at him and that's the word. Cheers, mate. Um, but I don't know if he's the man to manage the big egos. Honestly, don't I? Right, we started this section on Man United. We'll finish on Man United. Pizzo, Man United. Will they finish top four? I'm not even going to ask if they're going to win the league. I don't think there's no. there's any chance that will they even finish top four this season. No, no, Sai. No. No, if he stays in charge now. Right, there we go. So it's Man United not to finish in the top four. So we'll look forward to some more Mourinho meltdowns before he maybe gets his jotters. Right, final part of the the chat this this morning on the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. We will, of course, touch on our special guest, Peter McDonald's career and his coaching career before we finish off. But no, just no, looking at... Nah, nah, you're right, we've, we've set aside 30, 30 seconds, 30 seconds of your best for that. Let's talk about my goals, please. Get an extra half an hour. <laughs> uh, Scotland squad, Big Alec uh, McLeish picked his squad yesterday. One thing that, that that's caught the attention is James MacArthur, Crystal Palace midfielder, big part of the Scotland international set-up now, 
as well, just asking to be left out uh, for the next four or five months um, because he just feels that he's got a back problem and he can't cope with taking on the extra demands of the international games. Um, mm. Is that fair of the player to do that, Si? Jimmy, try having a back problem with two kids, three jobs and a wife that doesn't win a shot. Then you'll know what a fucking back problem is. Um, oh, it's a shame, you know, because I think Scotland now need to get a settled 11 that play every week. Because I, when was the last time Scotland had a, a team that you could pick? You know, mm. when we had Michael O'Neill and I sat and spoke to him and he pick, his team picks itself. He's got the same 11 players every time. Same squad of 15 every time. And it just seems to me it's chopping and changing in the Scotland squad all the time. You end up with guys who have got seven caps here, four caps there. Instead of trusting somebody to go and play friendlies, games, and they've got 30, 40 caps. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we need to get. We need to get a settled side that we play every game and we get used to each other. And I think that would help the country massively. Well, I think that that's where I have sympathy for Alec McLeish, mm-hmm. Pizzo, and you'll know mm-hmm. Alec. Um, you know, he's precise talking there about you know, players with 30, 40 caps. James MacArthur falls into that category because yeah. you know what you're getting. You can mm-hmm. trust them. He can go and do it for you, but he's not available. I know, I know. But to be fair to James, I don't think he's going to be one of the players who wants to pull out. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. end of the day, Palace is bread and butter. They pay his wages. I would love to play with Scotland, I'm sure. But he's using maybe he's using his seed to play in a three or four year at the highest level. You know, he knows his body. The age is that now. Nothing worse than a sore back. No, your, your back goes. You it's go. your back. It's your back. Aye, fix it. <laughs> it's just a private joke between me and Sam. But Snoddy's pulled it as well, eh? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, Snoddy's not really been involved for the best part of a, a year now. I, mean, I think you know, kind of international retirement's probably been on on Snoddy's mind. Um, full stop. But look, it, it's up to the boys. You've got to respect a decision. And, and if Peter says in terms of James MacArthur, if you've got to sacrifice. In terms of international football, sacrifice the next four months, um, four competitive games, mm-hmm. home and away Albania, home and away Israel to see how it finishes off in the Nations League. But if you get them back for the for the next qualification campaign um, from from March onwards next year, then you're hoping that that will be a benefit to the national team for the next two or three campaigns. Well, you look at it over the next two months. It's what happens if he's back gets better mm-hmm. and he manages yourself a bit better. Then you might be able for November. Uh-huh. You know, you never know. But see, even looking at the squad here, the midfield's quite strong anyway, isn't it? You look at how many boys there are playing the Premiership now, part. you know. Um, uh-huh. I have to say, and they played well in the playoff game, but even look, looking at, at Fulham, Kearney seems a very confident player, lovely on the ball, mm-hmm. always you know, looking to get on it, doesn't he? Doesn't he hide it? He looks as if he could really emerge, Tom Kearney. I think with Scotland, but do you get a lot of the ball? <laughs> no, that's I know, thing, you know, yeah. do you, it's a, a tough one for him to go in there. But uh, listen, I'm not. I'm not um, underestimating Israel or Albania and that's going to be very dangerous to do so albeit yeah. a lot of the Tartan army will just because it's only Israel and it's only Albania but they're actually good sides if you go and examine them but surely particularly at Hamden you, you've got to expect to be on the front foot against those yeah. guys you've got to go and take yeah. two wins to have any chance of topping that group definitely like I say again with the squad you've got guys like McBurney now who are scoring goals you know which is great because it gives Griffiths a wee bit of pressure now he needs yeah. to start producing you know you've got, got Matt Phillips again scored for West Brom uh, at the weekend I've seen her at the yeah. weekend before Fraser's doing well at Bournemouth so John McGinn started well McGinn's done yeah. well I mean, even Tony Watts started, you know, he started right, the season yeah. well, so that'll put more pressure on the strikers to, to score goals. But I just like, like you say at Hamden, I'd love to see Scotland even go two up and just go for it. Go for it. See, instead of all this sitting behind the ball and hoping to maybe snatch a, a set piece or a, a goal on the break, I'd love to see Scotland at full Hamden. 
go two up and, re- and really go for go for wins. What do you do, Pizzo? Give us your take on because you know arguably two of our our best players um, in the squad, Andy Robertson and, and, and Kieran Tierney, mm-hmm. both are, are left backs. What do you do? Can you see Alec thinking about a back three with, with Tierney left of a back three, or I know for example Gordon Strachan and, and Martin McGee seriously thought about putting Andy Robertson up one ahead of Tierney then, then Gordon decided not, he wasn't going to go, go through with it what, what would you do with the two of them? I think I know you're looking I'm looking at it here he'd play Lee Wallace <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at he I'm sure Tierney played, played right back a couple of games uh, he did uh, enough, if, he was decent enough at right back it's, it's, it's a big one big call mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're going to try and fit the two of them I don't think there is a natural right back there, is no. there? I, I would go three at the back and play a wee forest right wing, but so are you looking at? Uh, I'm taking it. I'm taking looking at the squad. If we call out the, the defenders, Jack Henry, Charlie McGrew, Stephen O'Donnell, Andy Robertson, Graham Shinney, John Souter, and Kieran Tierney. I'm taking feeling that squad. Charlie's a gimme. Uh-huh. Charlie McGrew yeah. is a gimme. Now I'm just thinking, looking at that, does does John Souter and Kieran Tierney go either side of him and, and, and go to a three. But is Callum Patterson in as a midfielder or as a fullback? I he's think got he's, that option as well. But you've yeah, got Donald there as well. Fullback. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're now looking at Callum Patterson more as a, Mid- as a midfielder. midfielder. Yep. I think Jack Henry would go ahead of John Sutter. You think so? I yeah. I think he's played with Scotland before and done quite well, didn't he? Him and McKenna done quite well in the just last trip. What, what kind of frame of mind he's in? He's in just now. Uh, but yep. you know, I, I'm looking at that and you think Henry Mulgrew and Tierney's. No bad. Maybe you, maybe Robertson in the left and Forrest in the right, and then you've got because th- I think the strongest part of our team are, is our centre midfielders. If you can get three of them in, so who do you? That, that's a good point. Who's yeah. your three? If I, if I'm thinking, you know, it's a four-two-three-one or whatever formation Alex is going to play. Four-four-two, no. Four-four-two. <laughs> he that? wants to go back. To the four. <laughs> He's trying to get a game here, isn't he? <laughs> who who we who 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 we? My midfield at? three would be Armstrong, Kearney, and McGregor. Right. I think that's a good three. Mm-hmm. Armstrong, okay. Kearney, sitting McGregor just in front of them. So no McTominay, no McGinn. Nah, I don't think McTominay's playing as he's no, no this season. He's, he's not featured. I know he's a good football player, but for me, you play guys that are playing and, and playing well. And I think Armstrong playing in the, in the Premiership, Kearney in the Premiership, and McGregor's probably Celtic's best player for me. So they would be my three. That'd be your three, okay. And I'd go McBurney and Griffiths up front. I think both of them work really hard. Be Pests for defenders. So, uh, so if if we go back to that, then if you're looking at, say, he does decide to go back three, that allows two up front, doesn't it? If you want to go three five two. Yep, definitely. As I say, you play guys that are scoring goals, and McBurney's at a good level. You know, the champions at a good level. So he said against uh-huh, Leeds, really well. a great finish. He was the best player on the pitch against Leeds. Um, I think he's been scoring all year, and obviously Griffiths is a must because he turns up in the big games for Scotland, didn't he? Um, so Griffiths and McBurney, McBurney three five two. Let's see, goes okay. Final question. Give me the job on the Scotland team. Who's your goalkeeper? Craig Gordon or Alan McGregor? Griegsy all day. Griegsy all day. Yeah, it's not because he's one of my best mates, but <laughs> he's been, he started off unbelievable for Rangers this, this season. So, and for, forgetting last year, he's played a year at Hull as well. Yeah, so Alan McGregor yeah. for Pizzo. Jordan Archer. <laughs> <laughs> You've been drinking Archers? <laughs> Oh, I, it's a toss of a coin for me. Yeah. Yeah. They're both, they're both mm-hmm. brilliant goalkeepers, aren't they? Uh-huh. They're both brilliant. I think you know and it's a good, it's a good problem, a good uh-huh. problem for Alec uh, McLeish to have. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Want to see who gets the nod as the Scotland number one, and whatever happens, we wish 
Alec McLeish and the squad well. Belgium, the friendly on Friday night, and then, of course, more importantly, against Albania on Monday night at Hamden. Get along and support the national team. And while we're on it, let's wish Celtic and Rangers all the best on Thursday night in the Europa League playoff second leg as well. Right, before we go, we've, uh, we've caught it bang on time. That's 45 minutes we've been going, so I think we're going to allow Pizzo maximum five minutes to talk about his career. We've got plenty to get through. But in a serious note, Peter, great to see that you're involved in coaching and you want to put something back in and working with the Rangers under-16s. You must get so much joy out of that job. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You know, uh, that's what I want to do after I, I finish playing finally. Uh, basically because I've no standard grades. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason. I think they're called nat fives now. <laughs> so that's, that's what I want to do and I love it. Uh, to be fair and it's a good a good squad of boys I'm working with 16s uh, supporting Brian Gilmore uh, mm-hmm. so it's, we've got a, we've got a good squad potentially a few boys who could to make it highest level you know you see it have seen it f- through the years and this is probably one of the strongest squads we've had and there's a few crackers out there tell me what kind of coach had you who's kind of Who's shaped you? Who's influenced you in terms of was, what you do as a coach? I came through, I sent the sign away walking over here, I came through half old school, half new school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, that's that's benefited me because I didn't like the rollicking, but I took it and it made me the sort of player so, I... So sorry, just to tell who was your old school and who was your new school? Give us your half and my, half, who were they? Uh, well, my old school was, was John Brown, John McGregor, uh-huh. Archie Knox, Walter Smith, uh-huh. came through then and that was... Some kids could take the rollicking, mm-hmm. and some kids needed a cuddle. But a lot of times back in the day, it wasn't the, it was cuddles when they gave out. Yeah. You know, you just dealt with it. You know, Sweet. but I could deal with. It. Mm-hmm. But new school came through it. Then I left. I went with Starkey. But Starkey's no old school, but he's no shouting you. Starkey's sort of he'll speak to you nice and mild mannered. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Coyley. Coyley was good at that. Then so that was Billy starting only coil at St Johnson. Aye, uh, then latterly Del McInnes uh, coming through when I was twenty eight. Del became mm-hmm. a gaffer, but there was this sort of new generation of everything was. That's why he's so t- meticulous, details, isn't he? Uh, meticulous to the fine yeah. details. of set pieces on a Thursday. We come in and watch set pieces for and against, and we touch up on it on a Friday. Then we'd, we'd work, we would definitely work on set pieces on the Friday after uh, after training. So it was just to be things that could give you the edge. For you, uh, attacking set pieces and defensively, so I, I, I would say I've had a good mixture of that, and that's I know when to maybe the kid, call it my management if you want, who needs a wee blast but not verbally, as in fucking swearing you, blah blah blah, this and that. But it's a wee cuddle who, who, who would maybe come on, what can you do better? Well, basically? sometimes we, and you'll know because you're right involved, right at the sharp end at that age at 16, it's such an important year, you're, you're kind of. Hoping to prepare them for, for you know professional football and go and kick on in a, in a full time mm-hmm. career and some of them that you're now at that age you know it's de- you're definitely not going to be good enough for Rangers but you'll try and help them go and make a living um, in the game but stories that you hear now Peter and you've just you've just given us a contrast here is it the, the modern day youngster they're too mollycoddled they're too guarded you know they're told what to do it's robotic they don't actually go and get a chance to make decisions for themselves whether that be in life or on the part as, as football players is that a fair assessment? It's changing with the times. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, your, your your modern coach now is more laptop based. Mm-hmm. You know, to be honest, uh, at times, but everything changes. You know, and the kids who I, I I've been there. I was nine year old coming through to 
but my rally friends are at 20. So I came through the days of training. The exact same way they have gone to tournaments and known where it is to be a Rangers player. Never made the first team, but I knew the demands of trying to get to the first team. Mm-hmm. And I can only set the example and tell the kids my mistakes that I made yeah. then and tell them truthfully what I made. Mm-hmm. Whether it be diet, whether it be no push myself hard enough or mm-hmm. having too many night suit, which mm-hmm. you know, things like that, which mm-hmm. was the case. The yeah. case, aye. aye. Uh, so you're in a perfect place to counsel them in, in terms of that, aren't you? I'm not want to be a counsellor, I'm just want to I be you totally mean, though, honest with them and, yeah. and say this is what happened. And uh, you get Brian Gilmore, who was the same situation me came through. Mm-hmm. And Gills, who, who is young, 30, is a, a, a great coach, fantastic coach, who's cut his career short to concentrate his coaching, yeah. came through the same way. He was with Bomber, McGregor, for a period. Tell me this, I'd love to know, sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Bomber, McGregor... Archie Knox, who, 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 gave, who were the ones with the biggest rollickings? They were all different. They were They're all different. Ar- Archie, Archie would throw knives and forks and coat hangers for having cold toast in his room. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you opened the door, the bomber would, would go nuts and scream at you for, maybe, I wouldn't say for no pushing yourself, but for losing. Uh-huh. You know, Rangers players find a way to win, mm-hmm. even at the, the young yeah. age level. And I think that was the demands that McGregor and Bomber put on us. Which are great demands, weren't they? Of You've course. got to have that mentality uh, to I, I, kick I, I'm a great believer in yeah. uh, winning. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a great believer in all aspects of life as winners and losers. You know, where it, me and you going for a job, mm-hmm. you're going to get it, I'm going, I'm going to get it, so I'm losing it in a mm-hmm. job. Whereas now, it, there's the friendship games, I call them, you know, you, you finish 16th, 17th in a tournament, mm-hmm. I'll be over there and playing the friendship games. You know, that's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You get a trophy for finishing 16th, 17th. I don't know if that's right or wrong, you know, but that's the way, again, we're changing with the times. On the, the the coaching then, in terms of your own development over the next four, five, six years, when you do finally hang up the boots, are you looking to stay academy levels? Is that where you see your long term? Are you hoping to to kick on and get into first team football? Uh, I'd like I'd, I'd like to work at first team level, whether it be first team coach, assistant manager, or manager. Yeah, uh, I got to be tasted Clyde when I mean JP to over for for the twelve games, and even at part-time level it's a full-time job it's a full-time job and I'd like to sort of get back to that I'd be taste for it so I'd like to get back into that uh, although I love working with the, the academy and that I think I see myself as a first team worked at first team level Tell me that's just all the managers you've had because you've had a few mm-hmm. over your career who, who was your who was your your favourite for whatever reason who did you most enjoy playing under and, and getting into work under every day Probably Dale McInnes Yeah Aye, why exactly why did it just professionalism it through the roof at, at St Johnson you know but it went for small aspects of lunch pre-match meals staying overnight in hotels club putting you up on a Friday night because I was travelling to Glasgow mm-hmm. all that became an option you know and whereas beforehand it wasn't but Dale being and playing the Premiership and at West Brom you know that was standard down there and he's, he brought it in better training pitches Things like that, just the way he well, sees things. Way that he he small things, as yeah. you know yourself, yeah. Si. Yeah. Yeah. See if you're training a shitty astro week in, week out, you're not getting the best of yourself. Yeah. Whereas they'll got a bit of uh, the grass at McDermott put all built behind the stadium. It's just wee, wee aspects of, of that, and that took him to another level along with his, his uh, analysis stuff where he had the, the set pieces all sort of sorted up. I'm sure if you've 
half as good a career as Dell's had already and he's probably still got another 10, 15 years left in him. You'll be delighted with that. We wish you all the best for your coaching career, Pizzo. Thanks very much for joining us. It's been a brilliant... Oh, I can't believe it. We gave Pizzo eight minutes here oh, in, his, in his, his career side. Best minute, eight minutes he's ever brilliant. Oh, what a, brilliant. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great eight minutes and we have given you... Oh, what's that side? 20, 53 minutes. 53 go. minutes of good stuff on the Open Goal podcast this morning. Keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. The great uh, morning with Simon Ferry and with our special guest, Peter MacDonald. I'm glad you stayed right to the end. I know you thought it was worth it and you'll join us next week. Take care. At Centra, we have everything you need. Like Centra selected fresh Irish meats, mix and match any three for 10 euro. Walker's crisp six pack, 150 gram, better than half price, now one euro 22. And until Sunday, Rockshore Original R-Lite 20 Bottle Box, €19.68 each. Centra. Live every day. Enjoy call sensibly. When the city is your campus, inspiration can hit at any time. But when the unprecedented occurs, things can go from inspiring to... Alan, do you take my charger again? Don't worry. At DBS, we've got hybrid learning and student experience coverage. Find the perfect blend for your learning and live the best of both worlds. Visit dbs.ie to learn more. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.